Hi everyone, welcome to Go With The Flow, Yoga Conversations with Ben and Rihanna. I'm Rihanna. And I'm Ben. Welcome to episode 2. We wanted to start by saying thank you to everybody. At this very moment, we have 85 listens on the podcast, which is surprising. Yeah, it's better than zero. (laughs) (laughs) And if you haven't listened yet, uh, we are on Apple Podcasts. That's where I usually listen uh, in my podcasts. And we're also on Spotify. And if you have other channels where you listen, you can check out our Anchor uh, episode. And there are links there to where else you can listen. So yeah, um, what we're going to discuss today is kind of obvious. Yes. <laughs> last well, last week we talked about how we got into the yoga practice, mm-hmm. but talking about our next episode through the week, we wanted to start a conversation about yoga itself, like how we like what it is, like what it is for us, like yeah. how we understand it, and. Um, later we'll also talk about, you know, the other things that we've heard from other people when they talk about yoga. Yeah. Um, but for me, um, I want people to know where I'm coming from when I talk, when I talk about yoga as well. And, uh, it's a very big idea to discuss. Like there are so many connotations, denotations, there's so many... There's a lot of preconceived notions yes. as to what it is. And it's such a broad topic that I mm. was actually kind of scared to bring this up. Because people might think that I'm trying to tell you that this is what it is. Yeah. And it probably is not for some of you. Yeah. So, yeah. This is just to bring up the conversation about um, how yoga is. For and us. what it for us. And... You know, if there are some people who can relate to it on that level, I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, Since yoga is a big subject, there are many ways to, you know, go talk about it. Like for me, my very first experience of yoga is as a physical practice. And I remember, like even before I did my personal, my regular practice with Yoga for Life, which is what I talked about last week. I already tried yoga in Japan, like in 2003, and I just learned from this guy who was doing yoga himself. He's not really a teacher, but just a practitioner. Um, And Did he define yoga at all? Not really. He just said, I'm going to do yoga. You want to join me? And I was like, okay, sure. Also, it wasn't like a public class? No, it was like, you know, just one-on-one. Like, it's just... We we lived in the same. Oh, we had we went to the same university, and okay. we we lived in the same dormitory. For those of you who didn't know, um, Ben studied in Japan for Japan some time. In two thousand and three, I'm a professional international student. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the same thing in Australia. That's where I did my teacher training. But in in Japan, you know, not not everyone did yoga anyway in Japan, so it's not a big thing there. Um, but for me, it was like my entry into my understanding of it is it's a physical thing. And the internet was not a big thing back then. 
Um, so when I researched, all the things that I saw were like poses. Yeah. So I download like the pictures of the poses. You really download them? And I printed them out wow. and I made like a comp because internet was also expensive back then. If dial you, up. Yeah, was dial, it dial up. up. It was, uh, I think in Japan they were starting to have like a broadband ish type of okay. system. The, the Apple was still the colorful one. That's <laughs> what we were using. So I had like all these printouts of poses that I, I know I can do or I should do, but I really did not have a very deep understanding of what these poses are for. Yeah. And for some people, we, we know that they got into the yoga practice as a form of exercise. And we, got, we get asked this a lot, but how do you feel about people saying that yoga is an exercise? That's true. And I think um, that's the first impression, and yeah. especially with the way yoga is now. Yeah. Um, yoga to many people is exercise, and I think it's fine. Yeah. And I, I came into it um, thinking of it in that way as well. So super physical, and there was chanting mm -hmm. at that time, but then... I didn't know enough about it to believe that it would not sway my then yeah. religious beliefs. Yeah. So like, if I didn't chant, I didn't subscribe to mm -hmm. another religion and I just made it a physicalized thing, which I realized was not true. Yeah. But it's also not a bad thing. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, if you get into yoga initially because of the physical practice, or even if you're staying purely for the physical practice, yoga still is, for a good part, a physical practice. Do you still feel the same way? Like, do you still think yoga is a physical practice? I think that, the, I think that the physical practice is important for the other aspects of yoga that like I'm... Like, for example, uh, the physical practice helps you... Uh, maintain and create a strong body so that you can breathe better. And yeah. then in pranayama, it's very important to have a strong and good breath. Yeah. Uh, and uh, pranayama or breath work is an aspect of yoga. And there will be schools of yoga out there who are purely about just the breath or just the pranayama. Okay. Which is fine also, mm -hmm. I think. Um... But I think for me, mainly, yoga is a practice. Like the, the philosophy is about doing things. Yeah. Like you can't, like for me, for example, if you're overthinking it, maybe that's not the point of the yoga practice anymore. Like yeah. you can overdo asana also. I think so. Yeah. And burn out. Yeah, and yeah, make, physically burn out. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I think for me, it's very important to understand that yoga requires you to do things. There are a set of practices that you have to do, and uh, that leads to an ultimate goal, which is which can be different for the understanding of that goal can be different for many people. For me, I I see yoga as mostly a tool to kind of give me proper ammunition mm -hmm. to deal with 
what I have to deal with in life. So um, on a physical level, it kind of, like I mentioned in the last episode, I found that it takes me to a place that is level mm -hmm. and even keel and yeah. calmer. And yoga since then has become for me a way of dealing with mm -hmm. the shit that goes on in life yeah. and learning how to deal with it in yeah. a better way. Yeah. So like if I can handle difficult things on my map, I can kind of learn how to deal with difficult things outside of it. Yeah. And in the same way, reflect the way I handle things calmly on my map into the way I deal with problems yeah. outside of it. Yeah. That's how it kind of evolved for me. You can look at yoga as your laboratory for life. I think so. Like your, your yoga mat is a space where you can kind of test how your mind works or how your body reacts to things um, and see how uh, there are parallelisms <laughs> uh, on the mat and in the outside world. Um, Sometimes I think that comes with practice and a long, like a long experience doing the yoga practice. With the correct teacher also, I think, you know, I think seeing yoga and, do, and teaching yoga as like my profession, mm -hmm. you're, you want to try to get people as tuned into their bodies mm -hmm. as much as they can. And I think that's a great practice into finding calmness also in life. Coming from that perspective of having a good teacher, how important do you believe is the teacher-student relationship in defining yoga as a practice? Well, I think it's changed a lot yeah. over time. Mm -hmm. And with how everything is a public group mixed class. I think, I definitely think that the guru idea yeah. has kind of gone out the window already. Yeah. And, you know, and there are reasons for why that is. And that's mm -hmm. why it's hard to kind of, I find it hard to rely your definition of yoga on a person because we're all human. And I mm -hmm. think what yoga means to me may not be the same to as to what yoga means to you or to the person, you know, living in the other side of the world. So I think the teacher is important as a, like maybe a doorway mm -hmm. to kind of introduce how deep this yoga thing goes. Yeah. But in terms of defining it, I don't know if a teacher will do it. Mm -hmm. I remember having an online conversation with uh, a more senior um, yoga teacher in, yeah. in the Philippines. This is like on Facebook comments. Okay. And then we, we had an, a conversation about the importance or the um, requirement of having a teacher. Okay. Because for example, what if you are self-practicing? Is that yoga less valid than practicing in a studio with a teacher? I don't think so. Yeah, right. I mean, I think like everyone has a capacity to learn and teach themselves. Agreed. But I think there is, a, uh, there is a 
purpose of having a teacher in the sense that you have a reference. Like, you can ask someone, this is how I feel and this pose, or this is how I feel when I do this. What do you feel? And I think, like, a teacher is mainly there to share their personal experience also. Yeah. And that's the most that you really can do as yeah. a teacher. Like, yeah. you really come from your own perspective of your personal practice. Yeah. In that same sense, though, like, there, I remember I used to have a lot of pressure into, I, had, I used to put a lot of pressure on myself in, like, being super traditional about the definition of yoga, like, yeah. according to, like, the yoga sutras and yeah. whatever, right? And um, I realized that at the end of the day, uh, it can mean a lot of things mm -hmm. for a lot of people. And you kind of, as a teacher, I guess, you have to kind of meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to say everything mm -hmm. about it. Which is why when people ask, to, ask me to explain, like, why do you do these things? And what is it all for? And why can't you just go to the gym? Mm -hmm. I think it's easier to say, just come. Exactly. Yeah. So when people ask you to describe or define what yoga is, I think the best way to do that is to invite them to a yoga class and let them experience it themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. Some people might say, though, like, it may not be enough. Yeah. But you know what I mean? What's like, not enough? Like, like I mean, like, if you go to, like, a public class, yeah. if you invite them to your class, let's say, up beyond and say, just come, mm -hmm. you can't say for sure, I guess, that, that they'll get it then yeah. and there. But also, there's no pressure for you to convert them anyway. That's true. That's so, true. So, for me, um, people come back to the mat for so many reasons yeah. that even they cannot put into words. And in the same way, yoga, yoga or people will define yoga yeah. in their own terms. In depending, their own time. Yeah, in their own time. Yeah. And depending on how they experience You have to it. trust it then. Yeah. Right? Like... If Don't you, hard sell. Uh oh. Yeah. If you pressure yourself, kasi, it's gonna be really difficult for anyone to feel like you're you're not preaching. Yeah. If you come from a practical perspective, like it's super easy to sell the physical aspect of yeah. it. But if you trust yoga, sure ka that it'll work. Yeah. Right? Like, people are going to come around no matter what. If they dedicate themselves yeah. enough and if the teacher is effective, I think you'll discover, like we all did, that mm -hmm. yoga is so much more than downward dog mm -hmm. or chaturangas or how many arm balances you can do. It's, yeah. It starts to change. Yeah. There are so many things that people say about yoga without even having stepped on the mat. Yeah, that's and pretty common. Some of them are bordering on the ridiculous. So when we get back on the second part of this podcast, we'll be talking about some of the things that we've heard. Some are funny, some are kind of... Make, uh, you, make you tilt your head a little bit. Yeah. Like, girl, <laughs> girl. Make you pause a bit and stop on your tracks. So after the break, we'll be talking about these things. And maybe if you have any your own 
anecdotes or stories about the funniest things about how yoga is being talked about, let us know also. So we'll be back after a short break. this part of this podcast, we start talking about some of the things that we've heard people tell us when we tell them that we are either a yoga practitioner or a yoga teacher. Or a yoga teacher. And then they start sometimes mansplaining yoga to us, <laughs> especially some guys out there. Yeah. Um, so, so one of the things that uh, I really remember is talking in this large group of um, HIV counselors. Yeah. Because I work in uh, the HIV advocacy also, and we use yoga to help people living with HIV deal with um, with uh, the issues that come with, uh, with, an, with uh, living with HIV. And in this particular session of around 100 HIV counselors, mm-hmm. there was someone who stood up and asked, if yoga can help or can make them levitate. <sighs> and I remember being, you know, dumbfounded by the question. And there are so many things that, you know, run, ran through my mind at that point. And I was, I was wondering whether that person was genuinely curious. Or trying to piss you off. Or trying to, yeah, put me on the spot and see how I will react or answer the question. Yeah. Um... You try to slide away from the question as politely as you can, even if you feel like really triggered by it. Yeah, attacked with a double Q. Um, But of course, I told them that, you know, levitation is probably a misconception because you remember Street Fighter. Dalsim. There was this this character. If you get him, you win. Yeah. Like Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then he has a yogic firepower. He levitates and he's, you know, he flies around the screen, you know, fighting off the, the, uh, the opponent. So do you think that this is like a PR issue? That people have this idea? That... I think so. Like some people probably mystify yoga to a certain point that it becomes something that looks magical. And, yeah, you know? I think there's a romanticized version that people have about it. Like... You're a recluse who lives in the mountains and gives up their life. And there is also on the flip side in a more millennial-ish sense. Yeah. I'm going to give everything up and travel the world and, you know, teach yoga. um, Which is all correct also. It's okay. They're just different. They're just different definitions of yoga. Yeah. But it's hard to be pigeonholed into that sort of thing. Yeah. And that's also the probably one of the main uh, barriers for people to come into the practice. Thinking that, you know, they're expected to give up everything and be a recluse. Especially and, being teachers, right? Yes. And I guess it goes with the saying that... Um, and since we're talking about first impressions and what people think yoga is, people see it as acrobatics. Yeah. Right? And... And gymnastics mm-hmm. and I guess that's where you know the annoying excuse of yeah I'm not flexible enough oh I, I'm not 
flexible period. Yeah. So for me, like the 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 thing I say when people pigeonhole yoga into something that is just about flexibility, I say, if it is that important to you to be flexible, because to be honest, I don't give a shit <laughs> how flexible you are. If it is that important to you, mm-hmm. what do you plan on doing about it? Yeah. Maybe you should do yoga so that you will be flexible. I usually tell people that um, flexibility is something that you gain out of yoga. Like it's a result. It's a result. Yeah. Like if you want to be a lawyer, you go to law school. Oh. If you want to be flexible, you go to a yoga class to train to be flexible. That's true. It's not a prerequisite to coming to class. Like, why would you go to a law school if you're already a lawyer, right? So if you're already flexible, then that's a great thing, but you probably have to make up for it in terms of strength. I remember before when we, when Beyond was brand new. Yeah. So of course, through the years, it's become like primarily a female Mm -hmm. thing, right? The, The idea is all girls and Beckys. Yeah. Diba? That's yeah. really how it it's perceived. So, um, a, a mom came into the studio before. This was in 2011 when Beyond was brand new. Mm-hmm. And then, the girl came to class. And then, I noticed that the husband was waiting outside lang. Mm-hmm. And then, I so I told him to come in because the, the, there's space to sit. Mm-hmm. That he didn't have to wait outside. Then he asked, "Okay, lang ba ako?" <laughs> and then I said, "Yes, it's super okay." So I think it gets, you know, at least it's more. It's not that big a deal anymore yeah. for to see guys in class. Yeah. Sometimes not, they're like unicorns, yeah. <laughs> right? But they pop in and out of class. Mm. But now it's like. You know, we, we get CrossFit people to come, who come yeah. in, triathletes who come in, and it's refreshing. Yoga is not just a girl thing, period. It doesn't have anything to do with gender or sexual orientation. And trivia, yoga was made for boys. Yeah. The first people who made were, yoga. Yeah, doing yoga were boys also. For so, those who didn't know. Yeah. Boys, come. <laughs> Boys, please come. Come to class. Yeah. I'll give you my schedule later in the link below. <laughs> so, Keep so, so, yeah, I think like, nag-shift na the impression that Becky lang ang pwedeng mag-yoga if like you are a boy. Guys, yeah. yeah, if you are a boy, you're either gay or married. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Parang, you just came there for the wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or boyfriends who were forced yeah. by their girlfriends yeah. to come with them and females. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're a straight guy, your chances of meeting a nice girl is higher in a yoga class. <laughs> so if that's not enough, come on for you, aside from all the health benefits yeah, yeah, yeah. of yoga, mm-hmm. then I'm not sure what you want to do in terms of working <laughs> out. But um, aside from the gender bias... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, what the, else have we heard? Like... Uh, a bit more on the religious side, like, you know, we've been demonized <laughs> by some some religious. religious communities out there. We're not going to name names. But if you do yoga, you, like, dance with the devil. Yeah. Or, like, um, since the an empty mind is the devil's workshop, and in yoga, they think that we are emptying our mind. It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. And, like... Um, 
we're not really so to just to be clear we're not trying to empty the mind in our practice we're trying to be mindful sort through yeah. it yeah to sort through it and just pick what you need yes and what is useful for yes. you pick something that is, that helps you be more present and more aware of yeah. where you are so it's really about mindfulness and not mindlessness and to be honest i think it's the sanskrit thing that gets yeah. puts people off right and or the chanting yeah or like you know if you say a ganesh yeah. chant you are practicing polytheism yeah and you're worshiping an elephant-headed god which is yeah. not really that's the... really another podcast like, yeah actually but uh, we can we can give you links of th- these amazing you know yoga philosophy podcasts but we want to keep this one you know a bit more conversational than that yeah so we're not religion it's sure. not religion yeah so for your parents there who are like for me i come from like a really um like a family who prays the rosary every yeah. day and of course up to this day they kind of see me as like rebellious or whatever honestly i'm not a rebel i yeah. just practice yoga yeah. and um it Maybe. doesn't make me a bad person mm-hmm. for the most part <laughs> i am not a bad person yeah. for the most part in fact i am a less angry person yeah then i don't think a little yoga is gonna shake anyone's faith that's true right? also we've heard stories where people say that they understood their religion more because of the mindfulness mm-hmm. that comes with the yoga practice. And I think it just goes to show you that if you place your head in the right spot, your definition of yoga will tailor fit what yoga can be in your life. Yes. Right? If we remember that yoga is a, a tool, tool. Yeah, a tool for yeah. us to to live uh-huh. and not we don't live to do yoga, but it's really the other way around. You do yoga so that you can live your own life. And it's like it's like you what you said in the earlier part of the podcast. You were saying like it is something that you take action mm-hmm. for and what you do. Mm-hmm. So it makes you more aware in general. It makes you more aware, which is nice and helpful. It's really a big hairy topic. You know yoga and you can there are lots of no and people in in general i don't know if you guys notice this how but like um the ones who have the most to say about yoga whether that is doctors or mm-hmm. any other people who have like some sort of physical or religious practice they yeah. have a lot of things to say about it yeah but they've never really done it or they've tried it once and mm-hmm. have pigeonholed it into something. Yeah. This is not everyone, ha. <laughs> this is not everybody. And we're not saying that everyone who is a doctor or does any other form of exercise or whatever. But like, you know, it's hard not to come across. Like, it's like that time that I did this workout, which I will not name. <laughs> and then they told me, it's a high impact workout. Then they found out that I teach yoga. And then they told me, uh, so teach. This is not stretching, okay? Yeah. Uh, take it easy. And yeah. like, which super pissed me off because it was super condescending. And yeah. then I'm like, you have no idea what happens. <laughs> so like, shut up. <laughs> and then you're ranked in their 
daily yes. work. That's like a giveaway. I'm not going to say, but like, yeah. So like, I felt bullied for being a yoga teacher, which is so annoying because like, mm-hmm. it goes there na, to like, the impression that yoga people, that mm-hmm. people who don't do yoga have about yoga and yoga teachers mm-hmm. and yung limitations if yoga is what yeah. you do. Nakakainis. Yeah. yeah. So when you encounter people who feel or think that they know more about yoga than you do, <laughs> even if they haven't tried it, just tell them or just ask them to try it just once. And I really believe that everyone will get something out of a good yoga practice. Whether that is on a physical level, and let's say you stay on that physical level yeah. for yoga, everyone wins. Yeah. Yeah. There really is a hook that keeps you coming back for the next practice and the next class and the next session with with your yoga teacher, whoever that yoga teacher may be. But if you believe in yoga, just trust it enough that it's that, going to work. Yes. And if it worked for you, it will also work for the people that you're trying to convince to come. And so, don't give a shit about why people are in yoga yeah. in the first place. Yeah. We're not in any competition to, you know, get the most number of recruits yeah. to the practice. But you Yoga know, is just fine. Yeah. It survived thousands of years, so it's going to survive your next conversation with a stranger. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just invite them. Yeah. think that we defined it really today? Do you feel like we did? I think we said many things, but it doesn't <laughs> really encapsulate the totality of what yoga can be. Yeah, and I think that yoga is gonna mean different things to different people, and there isn't a definition that is better, yeah. or more valuable, or more effective. At the same time, you can't put the whole experience into words. Sometimes you just have to experience it and know and feel. And it's going to be different for every person at every time. So it can't be just one One and the same. Yeah. And yoga, I think at the end of the day, with everything that yoga is, I think it's going to adjust. Mm -hmm. Or not adjust, but like yoga... Your yoga is going to meet you where you are mm-hmm. in a place that you are ready for. Yeah. And because I trust that it works, I don't feel the pressure to yeah. define it. Yeah. I don't feel yeah. the pressure yeah. for it to be more mm-hmm. than just physical to anyone. Because yeah. if that's what they're here for, I am glad that you are here mm-hmm. regardless. And I think the... The, the pressure or the desire to uh, define yoga comes from a cultural perspective uh, where we want to, you know, be sure about what something is even before we get to try it. I so, don't think you can define it for real. Yeah. It is a, an experience. It is an art. For some people, it is a science. Yeah. For some, it is, it's a religion. For some, it's a philosophy. It can be all of these things at different times for different people. So really, there's 
no need to define it. <laughs> At the end of the day, the point of this podcast is you don't need to define yoga. You just have to do it. Yeah. And trust that it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know what yoga is to you. Like for those of you out there yeah. listening, for you, 85 <laughs> clicks. <laughs> no, for everyone who is tuned in, let's turn this into a conversation and like open the discussion about how yoga really is for everybody and how it means different mm-hmm. things to different yeah. people. I hope this podcast kind of alleviates that pressure to be correct. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, every personal experience of yoga is valid. In the same sense that every mode or method of go getting into the practice is valid. I agree. So go, go ahead and share those stories with us. Uh, you know how to reach us. We have our social media links below. Yes. So we've got Facebook, Instagram. I'm also on Twitter, but that's not a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, you can follow us individually on yeah. Instagram as well. So I'm at Rihanna Yoga. And I'm at Yoga with Ben. And our account is at Vinyasa with Ben and Rihanna. I think this was a really fun, confusing, but... I don't think we were able to <laughs> do what we set out to do. But to be honest, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. It doesn't have to end here. I mean, this conversation can go on and on. And the conversation around yoga has gone on for ages and thousands of years. And maybe down the line, when we've figured it out more, then we'll come back into it. But for now, this is how it is. And this is what it means to me. And we are okay where we are about it. Thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to share this podcast to your friends. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places where you listen. So you can check our Anchor um, profile for that. So until next time, this is Go With The Flow, Yoga Conversations with Ben and Rihanna. I'm Rihanna. I'm Ben. Namaste. Namaste.